What's up, everyone? On today's Quad Bunk Podcast, you have myself back at it again in the, the host chair with Eric, our co-host, and the return of, I would say, probably our most requested, most often returning guest, uh, Zach Peskin, back in the, the third chair today. How are you, Zach? And as well, how are you, Eric? Three times back. It's 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 good to be back. I mean, th- once you get on for like a third time, like you you know it's going to continue. Like you have your clout, and like uh, hopefully have some followers out there also that are just going <laughs> to join for me. But but we'll see about that. Yeah, that's how you know you've made it when you when you're that like oh we got our recurring guest coming back, Zach. Like that's how you're like all right, I made a big time in the quad bunk. Not a sure lot. how much that's really saying right now, but <laughs> I mean. A lot's happened. A lot's happened since, uh, you know, we had, we had the turn of the new year. Got, got a lot to catch up on, right, John, Eric? Yeah, we yeah, do we have do. a lot to catch up on. Um, Eric, we've been, we how, how, you feel, how are you feeling about this new bi-weekly podcast we're doing where, where we rotate out of the, the weeklies? Gives us a little bit more t- more juice in our bozos and our bearishes and our bullishes. I think, I think overall it's good for the podcast in the short term, but we'll get back it- to the weeklies. I was just going to say, it does give us the little breathing room that I think we need, but at the same time, yeah, once we both can get out of our busy season and get back to doing what we actually enjoy and uh, recording pods, because there are times where I'm like, oh, like I have a great bozo for this week. And by the time it's like two weeks from now, like, yeah, even if I write it down, it's like, oh, that was old news. Nobody cares. Right. But but that's the true testament to a real bozo of his staying power can last through like a biweekly podcast. That's that's like a legit bozo. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, like a day day of podcast release, uh, a full two weeks that you have to sit on it. Can someone stay bozo? Can someone become a bozo day of the release so can't make it on the actual pod and then full two weeks afterwards? That would be great. That'd be great. Um, that's like some that's like some Lance Armstrong shit right there. Yeah, I love I love bringing up Lance Armstrong and bozo of the week to John. He's like, but he hasn't done anything recently, and I'm like, yeah, but he's just like always oh, is at this point. Yeah, so that. Like, yeah, talk about a guy that's like disappeared off the face of the earth. Like, he probably I mean, like tried to get out of like the media's eye though. Like, but I, have I don't you heard know. anything from the guy? I Not, haven't. Like, like nothing. I, I feel like a legit fall off the face of the earth. We're talking about like beats cancer. Then, in addition to beating cancer, dominant Tour de France. Then we find out that he was doped up like you would not believe, and like a huge asshole, also doping up everybody else, intimidating everybody else into silence. Then, like, does the Oprah shit on the way down, and then nothing else completely goodbye. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a good point. I haven't honestly, I haven't heard of it from him in like, like nothing, like years. Yeah, no, no one is is thinking that we're going to start today's episode off, given all the topics that we have available to us. Is is the like come down of Lance? <laughs> it's a, it's sure, a great point. Sure maybe he's alive. Are we? Hold on. Let's let's start right there. Are we sure he's alive? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. Uh, we don't I feel that. like I would remember if okay. he did pass. Although there there were some times I've had some questionable moments with that. There was yeah. one New Year's I was requesting for Dick Clark to be put on, and I was unfortunately told that it had been a couple of years since um, yeah. we lost that one. So, but honestly, I think that's I think that's a good new segment. Uh, long, Lance Armstrong, like, for, well, I mean, we can make a segment on Lance Armstrong. You know, I'm all about that. I'm thinking like lost or forgotten about like athletes that were yeah. like the biggest at their time. Then like. Because right when Zach said that, the first thing that I thought of was like Andrew Luck. I haven't heard like since Andrew Luck retired, I haven't heard a freaking thing about him until he just randomly popped up at the national championship. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like but funny now, like when you think about like it, more, like guy probably, disappear. Yeah, exactly. And there probably are a lot of like athletes that are like that. Like Carl Malone, apparently, like after he retired, just like bought a house in like the middle of the woods. So he like, didn't speak yeah. to people. So we want to kick this this show off with baseball is back. Uh, want to first? We don't have to go too deep into this, Eric. Let's just let's just call a spade a spade. You were a big fan of uh, of the commissioner of the MLB baseball, and you were on his side the entire time. I took the side of the players, and the players won because no. Uh, apparently, we have no ghost runner on on second base. Uh, nine inning double headers. I think the um, ghost running. I think the ghost runner was being canceled anyway. 
and then the uh, Universal DH in 2023, or is it this year? As no, well? it's this year. Sure. Yeah, this so year. players won. Me and the players won. You lost. You and your 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 shithead commissioner. Nelson Cruz just signed with the Nationals. That's honestly a whole crazy thing, though. That that, that the DH has not been universal for like ever i guess like i can understand in the 50s they're like yeah of course like i actually i don't even know when the dh started probably somewhere in like the 70s i think some stupid time i don't know just the fact that it wasn't like universally like used throughout baseball like come the 90s is insane and also kind of just shows like yeah what's happened what's what's been going on longer the u.s off of the gold standard or the universal dh (laughs) there's some there's some accounting stuff for you zach what are your thoughts on this well, it, I, I don't know if I have, like, such a huge opinion on it, like, but the inconsistency between the two leagues was, to me, the dumbest thing ever. Like, it, it, that that made no sense. Like, that you should have fixed a long time ago. Like, I don't know if I'm, like, so partial to, like, having the DH versus the pitcher bat. Like, I guess, I guess the DH obviously makes more sense because to see how terrible pitchers are, are batting. But, like, the fact that it was inconsistent between the two leagues and you had an advantage, like, players, like, Edgar Martinez or um, I don't know, like Pujols towards the end of his career, like Pujols would have retired 10 years ago, you know, if there wasn't such a thing as a DH or something like that, like people making right. their careers off it, but, or, or transitioning to the next step of their career when they got too fat or too out of shape to actually run in the field. But to me, it, it wasn't a huge issue for me. It was more the inconsistency. Yeah. So that's cool. fair. I mean, if it was the other way around, like if just pitchers hit, like even that would have made sense. Just the fact that half the league wasn't playing. It's funny too with Pujols because Pujols probably like could have retired a Cardinal, which he should have, but they were like, okay, yeah, you're like fat and slow and cannot play first base anymore. And he was like, okay. Okay. Let me go to Let the Angels. Who go play to do. for the Angels. Yeah. And then out of nowhere came back and played for the fucking um, Dodgers. Dodgers. Where, where are we on the shift? Can we talk, can we get into the shift or no? we're more than happy to get the shift i am i am pro shift if it precludes people from going into the outfield i think that the mm-hmm. i think that the four outfielders is ridiculous yeah um, that's fair and i think that your third right. baseman can't pass can't go across second base yeah that that makes sense to me i i think i'm of the opinion that um like the concept that like if you're a huge lefty pull hitter like you just got to figure it out like it, it like if there's a reason why you are not hitting it down the third baseline at all and you just don't do that like the team shouldn't like it's fair game for the team to structure their defense in a way to 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 I guess go against your your biggest weakness however i do think a line needs to be set in terms of where the positions can go when I saw that there was there was a rover that that like the outfield rover was an uh, was an option, I literally shit myself because that's like that's that's men's league bat uh, softball level of, of yeah. stuff. You got the you got the the tenth outfielder there or tenth tenth position player just so that you can you know give someone a participation trophy. You got those guys in the outfield. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you got to remember that you're not adding the tenth fielder. You're just literally taking away the third baseman, putting him in the outfield. I'm like kind of against the shift, but at the same time, I'm also of the mindset like, yeah, I mean, if I can just move my shortstop and third baseman up against a batter and not have to worry about it, that's kind of like more, yeah, this guy can hit the ball 500 feet, but like you can't hit it to the left side of the infield. So what are you really good for? I love the guys who like bump down the third baseline and go get themselves a double. That's the guy I respect. Right, but how like, many people do that? No, I didn't. No one. It's like okay. very rare. It's like Brandon Belt did it a couple of times. Like, yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. It is hard. Like, I, I couldn't go out and yeah, it's hard to like slap if they gave me a whole yeah. side of the field, I couldn't go do it. But you're a professional baseball player. Like, I'm sure you can get that on the ball. And like, at a certain or point, they're gonna have to start putting professional baseball guy player. There. Your professional <clears throat> baseball player slap the hit into left field. You know that too. You know. Yeah, but some just don't know how to do it. I was one of the worst pull hitters in my life in like literally baseball like history. So I know all about that going to that one side of the field. Quick tangent. Did it, this move showing eighth grade football highlights, like not like showing your high school highlights, which I still think is a little, a little weird, but like being able to pull out your eighth grade football highlights and being like, look how sick I used to be. 
I think that's a wild move. Yeah, speaking of, we should uh, pull out some of our eight grade football highlights and send it over to the Jaguars because they're just throwing money around. <laughs> you never just know. Like, yeah. I could hold, hold, hold my own with Evan Ingram, I think. No, nah, I'm okay me. with that. Was that eighth grade football like the peak? Is that the peak that we're talking about? If you want to show your, your peak, I think that's I think any time is fair game. It, only additional context is guy was great at hockey in high school wasn't didn't continue to have the size advantage that he had in eighth grade in football is basically what the issue what, what the the benefit of his skill level was nah it's fair game you show your you show your best to everybody no matter, no matter what it was i think we might be a, a very biased group of you know like uh if there were if you pulled 100 people versus pulled three podcaster people who like love to like show off anything positive about their athletic I think that we have a little bit of a, a biased room here, but you know, okay. um, only things on baseball I wanted to hit was Yankees, obviously uh, Garrett Cole and Josh Donaldson, Josh Donaldson, just for context, just ripped Garrett Cole and all the guys that used like spider tack and all that stuff to, to have sticky like stuff in their baseball. Specifically called out Garrett Cole and said, right. look at Garrett Cole's spin rate. When he moved to the, yeah. And like, he probably hates that he moved on that he's now on the same team as him because like we're not going to win anymore because we paid for the Houston Astros Garrett Cole, but we have the Garrett Cole that can't use sticky tack. Josh Donaldson hates that. I don't know. It's funny. I Josh feel like Donaldson's got a lot of other stuff to worry about before he starts calling out. He needs, yeah. Best, he needs to make sure he's going to be an everyday starter. It, it is also kind of funny. I am still a little skeptical if it's going to work out, but apparently Brian Cashman asked Cole if it was cool that they traded for him. Right. And apparently Donaldson said like, yeah, to me, I guess it'll be pretty cool that I don't have to strike out against him anymore. So because after that oh. comment, Cole struck him out like three times in a row. Well, I'm yeah. just saying like, that's oh, like, he's, a cool... he's got it. He's earned his pinstripes now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't say that. I'm just saying like, you know, at least he's saying the right things. I'm like, I don't even want to get into it because I'm super pissed off about it. Who the fuck is playing catcher? It's objectively a terrible trade. It was horrible. Is it a salary? I mean, it can't be a salary thing because you're picking up 36-year-old Josh Donaldson who's on a four-year 60-something deal. I know exactly what it is. Yankees had never planned on signing a shortstop because they have these guys who are both two years away, which we keep hearing every time with these Yankees prospects. They're two years away. They're two years away. And then we either never see them or they get traded. Or, so, they're, or they're fucking. Uh, or they stink. I, yeah. yeah. We never see them because they stink. So I, I'm like, tired. like the Yankees are not playing Billy Bean Moneyball. They can't be doing that. Brian Cashman has been getting away with it for way too long. I'm starting to get on the side of. When are they going to announce, when are they going to announce like Derek Jeter, a special advisor? Like he, he, he left the Marlins. I guess he, did he sell his stake? I think he sold the stake or something. I don't know if he sold his stake. I don't know if he would have to sell his stake to, I think to work for the Yankees. I think you do. Right. Probably. I'm sure he wouldn't really care about that. Honestly, the only reason he had the stake was so he could put his name in there. Why did the, uh, that's definitely an accounting person's question like worried about independence violations like no one else gives a shit about that nice <laughs> good intersection there i like that yeah um only thing i wanted to say here is that uh the first time i ever got into a conversation with um john boy on twitter i don't know zach i think you remember this is we were talking first about time so there's been, <laughs> i'm sorry there's been multiple times well i keep paying i keep messaging him he just doesn't he just hasn't he gotten back, to it, back. Okay, so he hasn't gotten back to it yet he wasn't huge when you first like he was getting up there because his big thing right was the astros videos that's what right. got him big right mm-hmm. so he wasn't huge yet right but i i have that's my that's my twitter i have two twitter claims of fame it's that one and then the fact that jeremy zucker follows me but that's just because we had high school Italian class together. Um, okay. But those are like, that's pretty much all I got. So I have to have to bring that up blo- anytime. It's I got mildly by Bomani Jones on Twitter, which I'm really pissed about, you know, and it was because I said he got robbed in around the horn. I said he should have won the final round and I got fucking blocked. <laughs> I'm pissed. And then my other buddy got blocked by Bomani Jones for saying something like stupid i, I don't know yeah. what it was but no i think it was just like fuck you bomani jones <laughs> just like literally just something so stupid that was like okay yeah 
sleep. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. Get to here. But my Jones is okay. a big block guy, I guess. Uh, so, I guess moving <laughs> moving forward, moving forward here. Gary no longer on the the Yankees. We yeah, how do you feel? Yeah, we we need some post mortem. Pour one out for Gary. I don't know. Sorry, pal. Um, you know, really. Uh, I, the the reason I brought up the John Boy thing is because I didn't believe, I, I didn't believe in the Kraken. Um, Ugh. He just he such a fraud. John Boy was saying that like Gary hits the ball hard, and I was like, "You're saying he's the most unlucky player in the league, like the last four years in a row." And I just, I just can't believe that to be true, because he's got these all advanced stats. So he hits the ball the third hardest, but he has the worst batting average for based on that, like risk adjusted. He should be. We haven't even touched the fielding aspect of it, which he of which he was abysmal. Yeah, he's behind the plate. He's like a uh, he's like a a boyfriend that gets gets like props for like buying flowers one day because he's his average is just terrible like the fact that he like decided to get off one he used to just like sit on the floor behind home plate and we were just like that's just gary being gary and like eventually when he decided to actually like like work with a catcher a catcher's coach we were like that's that's our Gary. He's he's making strides. He was a pretty polarizing Yankee. There were so many people in his corner till the end. Not me. Like there were there were plenty of, of fans in his corner that he's always going to turn around. That he's got the, like the John Boys and stuff. The John Boys. And stuff yeah, like he that. is going to turn around. We're going to be super fucking pissed when he's bashing home runs on them. Uh, and w- why did you have Disagree. to give up Ursula? I like what? I yeah. Though like the don't get me wrong, we probably could have moved on from Gary, but just like not for that. I, that I, wasn't I, worth it. The only reason and a catcher I, who played like sixty games in the MLB. So now we got him and Higashioka. Nice. Yeah, the only reason I would say that uh, Gary's not going to do well is because Gary did not go to the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Pittsburgh Pirates is where Yankees catchers go to thrive. And, you know, Francisco Cervelli had a great, great career in Pittsburgh. Um, So that's great. Yep. Yep. Yeah, great great for him that he got to play baseball for his profession. (laughs) I don't think he was a great player. By any means of the stretch, Russell Martin, I, I think, came from the Pirates to the Yankees. I think he went back. Um, no, I think he went to the Dodgers after that. I don't know who else you're talking about, but yeah. No, uh, honestly, well, either, I feel like it's the end. It's the end of an era for those two guys. I, I feel like it's weird for the Yankees this year. They're in this. I mean, they're all, always in this like tough division. The Orioles are going to be ass like like usual this year, but everybody else thinks they can make the playoffs. Yeah, and like we were not a contender last year, and we got worse. So right now, yeah, right now it's yeah, it worse. doesn't sound like. We're I mean, free get much agency better. can still happen now. Like, I'm, look, I'm a Philly fan, and I need cheap owners. It looks like now that's like the worst thing that you could have in baseball. Is well, they, uh, I mean, the Yankees keep saying they're not breaking the bank, so they say don't expect any big splashes. Which is why I'm like, who's going to catch? Who's going to play first base? You and, need another third baseman because you're not getting 160 games. Out of yeah, you need 100 percent need another third baseman. I mean, I guess you could throw Lemayhu out there, but like, yeah, yeah, I don't even know. We, I think the we, Donaldson. I'm so mad about the Donaldson move. Yeah, I'm bearish on the Yankees to be completely honest. Oh, let's not. Let's, I can't let's, hold let's it. Not I can't hold order. it any longer. Let's not go out. <laughs> of um, I I'm gonna I'm gonna bury the lead on Brady and my bozo. So let's just hit. Um, I want to hit college b ball quickly. Uh, and then close with Ben Simmons before we hit before we bows of the week. The Ben Simmons trade, I just feel with Zach, there's a level of spice and a level of vitriol. As a as a Sixers fan, we had a trade going between the Sixers and the Nets. Give me your thoughts on this. I I I, I have some as well. Okay, Ben Simmons sucks. Okay, there's 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 no there's no other other way to describe him. Okay. Let, let, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. It might be a little bit controversial. I this The mental health aspect of what he did to the Sixers is more detrimental to people struggling with mental health than anything I've ever seen. I right. mean... That's tough. I, yeah, it's a stance. It's definitely a it's, stance. It's, I'm going to... Because, look, I'm allowed to, to, to judge that. And, like, I think as an individual, everyone's allowed to have their, their opinion about it. It might seem controversial. I'm not belittling anyone going through mental health struggles. Anyone's going through mental health struggles... 
hopefully you're finding the resources and help that you get, you know, with family, friends, support that, that you get with that. Therapy is a great option. Him, we, 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 we've got boys in therapy huge, and boys are doing a great job. Huge fan of therapy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and, and in myself and very helpful. Big fan. Um, but I mean, for him to, to hide behind that. Okay. I might go on a little monologue here. So just cut me off whenever you want, but okay. there was a legit claim of the mental health post the whole summer league thing where he's practicing with the phone in his shorts and like lollying around. There was like a whole thing that he like kind of disappeared from mental health issue. Always reported out there. Sixers looking to give him help with the mental health, helping him deal with that. And then gets the trade to the nets where he's pushing for, right. Disappears from the team. Doesn't that wasn't with the Sixers forever goes to the nets and instantly right into the team. Like it was like, like a light switch that going to the nets, like cured his like mental health. Yeah. Like what, what, like the mental health issues that were preventing you from sitting with the Sixers and traveling with the team or practicing with the team or doing anything with the team. As soon as you got traded that somehow put it into motion, like get the fuck out of here. Like what? Like, come on. It, I, I feel like that's insulting to, to that. So that, that was, I want to get that serious point out of the way. And then if you guys have thoughts on that, I have a little more, but I, 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 okay. I want, that was a serious portion that I wanted oh, to yeah, get off my was... chest. But so I, I, I want to give, give it a little rest there. Yeah, that was definitely a bad look by Simmons. And then it's also like tough because they're like not playing him, but they say that he's actually healthy and they just didn't want him to have to play against Philly. So they just sat him out and then they were like, oh, he's close to getting back. And then there were rumors that he was going to play the game after the Philly game. And they were like, no, he'll just get crucified. Like, let's just pretend that we're going to slowly bring him back, which is kind of like just like, you know, at some point you're going to have to get through that. You're going to have to get past that. And like you said, like it's if it really was a mental health issue, there's no discrediting that. Like you can't ever say something bad about somebody who's dealing with that. But at the same time, it looks a little fishy that, that's yeah, what he's blaming then right away it comes back to that it's like i think we're allowed to judge that i think you're allowed to make as an individual like without being controversial you're allowed to say you're allowed to call out bullshit if you think it's bullshit and even I think if he had like come out and said like somebody in the philly organization is the reason that i'm feeling uncomfortable like granted i get you don't want to make something like that public maybe but like, at least that would have given him the like, oh, that's why. Okay, so it is because somebody from either on the team, on the coaching staff, or like upper management. I mean, it was jo- just all about Joel Embiid after he after he leaves puts out like an all time tweet. Like this guy's been. They were supposed to be like the two, the two tandems, and he's over there trolling him the entirety of of the time. Like, of course, it's it's specific no, 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 to his no, environment. No. No, that no, that's not yeah, the obviously well, it was. But it. Yeah, and he made like that. a comment about it. He didn't. He said it was his own personal issues. Like we all knew on the outside, but he never said like, "Yeah, Joel Embiid is just an asshole in the locker room." To me, I think everybody probably would have been on his side, knowing that Joel Embiid can kind of be like a troll of a person. And if he was like down, and Joel Embiid was being an asshole to him, like, okay, you know that makes a little bit of sense. He was like, no, like. It just imagine, didn't say a word. Imagine also, that Joel Embiid tweet was hilarious. <sighs> I love, I love that. I love that meme. <laughs> the guy going. Except the only meme that was better was the meme back of Ben Simmons' face on that guy after the yeah. Nets blew out the Sixers, and James Harden had a terrible game. Yeah. That's a whole other story. On yeah, I'm not. I, I think I, the jury's still out on, on the on the Harden aspect of the trade. We got to kind of see see what's cooking. I think we're four games in, and I would give it the grade I would give it right now in terms of what I've seen is like a C. A C. Yeah. I, I mean, Seth Curry is looking unreal for the Nets. I mean, right Kyrie now. has had 40 at the half to has at 40 at the half tonight. So uh, something's going right in there. Yeah. Yeah. 40 <laughs> at the half. I checked. Yeah. And then he's not going to be able to, he's not going to be able to play the second half. They're going to change yeah. the uh, mandates in whatever state that they're in right now. Oh, I'll be interested to see. I, there was something with uh, with Aaron Judge today. Sorry, to circle back on the Yanks for a quick second, but it'd be interesting to see if they don't change this dumb rule in the next uh, week or so. Who's sitting out Yankee and yeah, home games? That's you know? a good point. Damn, I think I read that or heard somewhere on the radio that it's two Yankees players that don't have but, it. But I don't understand. Didn't they say that they were all vaxxed or something? I thought never- so. Because or maybe it was they were about... over the mark. I think like eighty percent of the team needed to be uh, vaxxed in order for you not to have to wear masks in like the clubhouse or whatever. 
either way, back, back like to that. the back to the Ben Simmons thing. That guy is a mental midget. I, I would not be surprised if he doesn't actually suit up for the for the Nets uh, Nets this year. Um, Ever, but like, I, but here's the thing: like, that he was supported the entire time by Philly, and maybe in private in the locker room things weren't so good, but there was nothing reported in the media like throughout this year while he was sitting out the t- with not sitting with the team that like that they were like trashing him or anything like that. Like everyone said publicly there were Sixers are a better team when he was on the court. He just wouldn't do it. And they had to trade him and they got hardened out of it. And I was very happy. And I guess the jury's out. We'll see what happens the rest of the season, but he's a mental midget. He sucks. He should get booed whenever he comes back into Philly and they should let him hear it forever because it, for him to like drag people through the mud, like Philly didn't support him. Like, of course they supported him. They supported him like to the end. No, they didn't. Uh, no, they didn't. He not. will most no, definitely be dragged. He will most yes. definitely be dragged through the mud. I, I yeah, I don't know. I, where, I, where do they not support him in the playoff series? You got this dudes is, shooting shooting mock foul shots in the in the stands, trying to get him to hit a freaking foul shot where he shot thirty three percent from the line versus the Hawks. Yeah, but you look, look, you you were one side of this trade. I was the other side. Give me my time. Give me my time to to, to get my bits off. All right, Ben Simmons returns to Philly, and you got guys in the crowd wearing baby costumes okay you can't say that philly supported him philly is one of the most ruthless groups of people in the world and they, they were did. incredibly mean to him after they did throw snowballs at santa claus after yeah. he left no after not after he left, he left. A- after like game two when he like missed that he decided to pass instead of hitting a layup right over him he was they were just like all right he's done we're we're, we're done with ben Simmons. I, I i gotta be honest from the outside no. looking in as much as I usually am on the opposite side of Philly sports fans, I could not blame them one second on that. Play. I don't that care. Was, that was Are you not allowed pitiful. to do your own player. If he passes up a layup when you're down two with three minutes to go to pass it to another guy in the words not, of that you, crazy guy, so, from what are you allowed to do? You got to dunk that shit. You got to dunk that shit. Look, it has been, down. it has been very hard to be a Nets fan this year. I've had Kyrie Irvin just you have Kevin Durant on your team. Oh, not, oh my god i do not pity you at all it's been hard you're to not be a even nets a real fan. nets fan i don't want to hear it has that. been very hard to be a nets fan because <laughs> i was you weren't a nets fan until kevin durant signed with the nets let me speak the nets were supposed to be the team of the decade with with kd and Kyrie, and they brought in james harden and instead i got bubble team that didn't make it i got uh, where Kyrie and Katie both didn't play the entire year. And then I got Kyrie hurt, Katie hurt half the year. And uh, they get bounced w- because Harden sucks. And then this year I have Kyrie I doesn't get to play. Away. Kyrie doesn't even get to play. And I'm over here. I, I was told that these, that you basically. You had bad injury luck last year. Uh, no one pities you. You had bad injury luck. Harden was hurt and Kyrie was hurt. And Harden tried to go on it. He was clearly terrible going on that hamstring right and had durant who's the top five player of all time who is playing out of his mind and that's why you almost got to the finals what, what am i missing where should we pity you uh i was studying for a cpa exam and i couldn't get to go i wasn't allowed to go to any of the games i want to go to the best oh okay you would have saw kevin durant's 11 foot shoe um be just a tad over i think it's a little bit more than 11 <laughs> yeah he's well, 11 foot but i have no idea what uh, uh, i mean like yeah, I know. Probably uh, wears like a size like thirty four. Yeah. Um. All right. So he's wearing Shaq's hand me downs. Okay. All right. We've, we we got through that. All right. We got through that. I I, I think right, we, I don't want this pod to get canceled. Like, let me reiterate. I'm not belittling yeah. mental health at all. I'm being yeah, dead serious. I'm not belittling. No, we definitely. I mean, okay. I understand that John, being okay. the fraud Nets fan that he is, trying to defend Ben Simmons, who hasn't even played a game for his team yet. So, I mean, every Nets fan is a fraud. Let's be honest. Like, yeah, oh, shut, I, I, shut up. Okay. My my Nets fandom is to my core. We even when the Nets, even times. when the Nets were in New Jersey, I didn't even really like. I, I was not a Nets fan. No, not many I was. people around here were Nets fans. I was. Oh, John, are you a big fan of the uh, Jason Kidd, Vince Carter days? Uh, yeah. Where you guys made the oh, okay, right? Yeah, big fan of the. That's yeah, when exactly. They, when they made the when they made the finals, when me and John were like fucking got waxed by the Lakers every single time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me and John, me and John do not remember a single second of that NBA Finals series. <laughs> yeah, you're, okay, that's maybe fair, but I look the the Nets let's 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 move move on here the, the nets are are going to be a playing team and i'm That's just hoping to have some some value here 
and maybe do a, a Philly versus uh, Brooklyn playoff series. I, I would I would really enjoy and plus that. three. I think the Nets are like plus four fifty to win the title. So if we wanted to segue into something else, but um, yeah, they're, like, they're 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 not exactly a, a, like a playing team playing team. Yeah. I, I I know. I feel bad for the poor eight seed that gets stuck playing the Nets. Yeah, like, like, we just play. wanted two playoff home games, and we were totally fine with that. Now we don't even get to make it. This is bullshit. All right, guys, we're back in the second half Zoom call. Uh, we are going to hit Bozo of the Week. For those that don't know, Bozo is Chase Claypool, DK Metcalf, John Brzezowski. Those are the top three Bozos in the uh, the quad bunk era, but let's just go off this week. Uh, Who would like to go first? I am going to be low on the Bozo chain this week. Thank thank God for once it's not me. Yes, I could I could go go with my bozo as the uh, as the new guest if that's all right. Nice. All right. So I I, I kind of thought about this for a little bit. I didn't want to like, I know this is not a politics podcast. I was like thinking, oh, should I go like Putin or Biden? Like, you know, that's no one really cares about that stuff. That's not gonna it's not gonna bring uh it's not gonna bring the big hits in. Yeah. And then I'm thinking like who else it was a huge Bosa this week. And I thought about Tom Brady. I mean, that's a, was a weird thing. Like, what are you, are you coming back? You're not coming back. Then you are coming back. What are you doing? And then I find out that there's a guy who literally 12 hours before Brady announces that he's coming back, plops down roughly 500K on that <laughs> final touchdown pass to Mike Evans and literally finds out 12 hours later that that will most definitely not be his final touchdown pass saw on FanDuel or some other site that the estimated value drop of that is the value of that sports memorabilia is now $50,000. So if that is not the quickest 450 K that I've seen anyone lose without putting it down in the casino, I don't know what is what a bozo. I love how you uh, you took other people's bozos and were like, that's not a good bozo. This is a better bozo because my Tom Brady one's going to be a really tough one to bring out after this. But the uh, but no, the that guy, that guy, it's tough. I mean, hopefully it's like the. um, The guy from Houston that does those all those like 20 million dollar bets, what do they call them? Like uh, mattress mattress. Mattress Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it's that, why that, why so he could have lost more money. You know how much yeah, matches, he doesn't fucking care about matches Max has lost nine mil on the Bengals. On the Bengals, did he do any Bengals spread or no? He just did money line. He did money line. Uh, yeah, he's got so much money and it and 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 it like losses just fine that guy. So, um, well, someone did. I did hear on the radio someone was like saying like yeah like people are saying I feel bad for that guy like I don't feel too bad for that. That guy. No. If he had the 500k to throw, I'm sure he's got more money to sit on right now. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that is a. But if you're that guy, let, let's backtrack for a quick second. If you're that guy who's spending 500k on sports memorabilia, it was definitely there were definitely rumors that had been swirling in the last couple months since Brady since Brady announced his retirement. It, it was definitely not anything set in stone, and he definitely planted the seed. Where you want to be a hundred percent sure exactly. if you're about to buy some sports memorabilia, like. Like the guy who sold it was probably like, yes, please take this. Yeah. I wonder what were the other bids that he was like, what if it was like $20, $20, $30, $30, $450,000 from the guy in the back. (laughs) Once going twice. So it's like in your, in your fantasy auction draft where there's always that guy who doesn't, who just wants, it's like, okay, Michael Thomas, he's not going for $5. Like let's shoot this thing up to 52 bucks and let's get this thing rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's good for that guy. You know, humble him a little bit. Maybe, uh, oh, you know what? You know what it is in reality. It's uh, it's a, a loss that he can deduct future gains against. So he now has four hundred fifty thousand dollars that he can use as a uh, net operating loss uh, adjacent, whatever that is in uh, in his. Cause, yeah, because his cost basis is yeah. Yeah. Sell that shit right now for fifty thousand. Make your and just keep on rolling that forward, and then just roll that against whatever else you got. Find some find some positives in it, you know. That's true. Um, yeah, my bozo is uh, Tom Brady, just for being a dick. 
and like just not handling the whole thing really well. Like, dude, yeah, no one, no one expected you to call it this year. And you, you decided that going home and hanging out with your kids was, was going to be like, what, what got you up in the morning? Like you've, you, you've been neglected them for long enough. They found a way to survive. So you can keep on going. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like the, uh, yeah, exactly. He is the epitome of the like parent that was away for the first 15 years of the life. And then they're like, Oh, well now I'm back. So like, enjoy me now. And you're like, <laughs> bro, I, I figured out how to throw a football and catch it uh, by myself. So I will be, I will be fine. You just have to throw a really high arc and then you run after it. That's what you do. Uh, so, you know, he's good, for, good for, good for Tom for getting back in there, but a little bit of a bozo move for calling it. And do we and think, do we think that like from a practical standpoint, he's like, Oh, the bucks like might have some cap room to make some moves. I actually think it's worth a shot. He's not coming back to a crap team. Like he's coming back to a yeah. team that is either ranging from at worst an outside shot to win the Super Bowl to like a contender. So maybe that, or you think that like, he was like, I don't know what the hell to do with my life anymore. Someone I, I did hear on like sports radio, someone mentioned something about like he probably he could have seen all these free agents going and been like, you know what, if there's a time to do it, it's probably now to lure people to Tampa Bay rather than if I want to make the decision in like after the draft. And then I'm like, wait, I've waited too long. So yeah. I he also but he also lost like two offensive linemen too, right? In the last mm-hmm. week. So like yeah, then I think they just, just for, they just traded for Shaq Mason. Yeah, they just they they they're already retooling. Like they, yeah, they they're, gonna they're, get, they're gonna get somebody. They lost they like get, the center and the guard. They already got the guard back. So yeah. All right. Well, good for Tom. That bozo. <laughs> Eric, what's your bozo of the week? Uh my bozo. As much as I hate to do this, is unfortunately myself. Yes. I was, uh, yeah, jumping into the John category. So, well, I guess it's also uh, just so much to the story, I guess. Just I'll just also I'll hang claim, up and listen. Yeah, I guess claim myself to being a fraud as well. So I had bought tickets to the ACC final game during the semifinals. My brother's a big Duke fan. Me and my dad are big North Carolina fans. Obviously, North Carolina did not do their part, did not make it to the final. So I was like, whatever, like I'm going to the game. I'm pissed off of Virginia Tech. I took one of my brother's Duke jerseys, happened to be a J.J. Reddick jersey. We're walking in. I'm a little late. Uh, my brother goes, dude, J.J. Reddick just walked by. I'm like, no fucking way. Walk like two steps past like where he just said that. And I see J.J. Reddick on a line grabbing a beer by himself. I'm like, no way. I see like three people jump up to him, like go take a picture. I'm like, oh, I don't want to bother this guy. Then... I turn first off my favorite part of the story is I gave JJ Reddick elbows because his hands were full of flat or like his one hand was full of beer and he was, I think he had his phone in his other hand and still COVID. So, and still COVID, I guess. Yeah. But we were at Barclays center restrictions lifted. No max <laughs> didn't have to show my Vax card. That's besides the point. Um, and then, yeah, I unzipped the, jer- I unzipped the jacket I was wearing. I was like, yo, JJ, you're the man. This is your Jersey. And he just turns around. I was like, that's love brother. That's love. And two, uh, two things of one, just myself being a giant fraud, North Carolina fan telling JJ Reddick, like you're the fucking man. And two, meeting a fellow famous podcaster and not telling him he should come on the Quabung podcast. That was like the first thing I thought as I was walking up the stairs, I was like, no, I messed up so bad, but yeah, you live and you learn, I guess. At least get him on your rate our radar, you know, like nothing. Yeah, like, yep, JJ Quad Book Podcast. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. It's a very unique name. No one else has it. <laughs> well, I wish I had gotten a picture with him because I would have tagged the quad. Yeah, but shame. Yeah, well, maybe we can ask oh, our uh, our graphics guy Vin Vin Padula to to get a get a little thing going for us that might help us. Zach, how do you feel about fat fact that that we're not we're not soaring to the heights because Eric couldn't, couldn't close on uh, JJ Reddick. I feel like he kind of just froze in the moment and it's okay. It happens to the best of us. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know what I would have done in the, in that. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have made the plug either myself probably would have just, you know, relished in uh, seeing some famous dude getting a beer. 
but also he was just like all by himself buying a beer like does that mean that like i would expect him to like be in like uh what's it the delta club or that's the garden whatever they have down there he wa- it, it was funny because rj barrett was also there and he walked into like whatever section that my brother said jj reddick walked out of so it was definitely like a secluded like section oh uh, okay my biggest thing was if i'm jj reddick i'm obviously having somebody else go get me a beer so some asshole like me doesn't come up and be like yo jj you're the fucking man bingo bingo also beers at one point i was like what are you getting beers for somebody else for like you're jj reddick but maybe he's maybe he was doing well, the move of of like i don't want to show up empty-handed and maybe he's not maybe he's the jj reddick to us the the simpletons but in the group he's hanging out with he's like there, there's le- levels of this shit who could that be who who yeah, could that be know. like he's getting a beer for rj barrett like is rj barrett even 21 yet like look. yeah he's definitely like, maybe that's it maybe that's what he was doing maybe he maybe was, was going oh away. Was, there it is jj reddick was buying alcohol for minors under students i'm putting that on twitter let's i need to confirm i'm jj reddick buying alcohol for minors at the, and it's funny i was I was about to say how J.J. Reddick goes from, like, literal Duke villain, like, hated by everybody except for Duke fans in his college career, to, like, at the end of his NBA career, like, universally beloved teammate, cool podcaster, and, like, just well-respected dude. Yeah. J.J. is the reason why I'm okay with the Ben Simmons trade. Um, Not to go back to that uh, dumpster fire we had earlier today, but... (laughs) JJ Reddick was like, uh, put Ben at the five. That's his really, that's his true position. You put Ben at the five in the playoffs. He can, he can cover most areas. And as long as he's not going up against Joel, he should be fine. There it uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> I was, so, was going to say that. Um, yeah, it is but, funny you say that though, because I was like thinking about it. I was like, the only reason I don't feel that bad about like telling him he's the man is because if that was me in middle school, I would have been like, fuck you, JJ Reddick, you suck. But like you said, like he went to the NBA, just kind of became like a cool personality and like a cool guy. Yeah. I know it's got like a, so. Yeah. JJ, I, I, I can, I can back Eric up here. He would definitely have done that, that yeah. As a kid, like as a child with like wet behind the ears, I mean like, fuck you, JJ Reddick. Yeah. Now, and probably also not just because it was JJ Reddick, just because of the personality change that I probably went through at a yeah. certain point in my life. But yeah, most definitely I would have been flipping JJ the bird. All right. So do we have any other bear, uh, bozos of the week that we wanted to contend with, or are we just going to dip right into bearish and bullish here? All right. So let's go. I'm going to take the first bullish because I, I let bozos, I let everyone else go first on bozo. I would have expected nothing less. Honestly. Yeah. I just, I, um, like, you don't even have to say it at this point. You can just say like, I'm going. Yeah. We know. Uh, we do know i am bullish on drinking outside it is becoming that time of year where the outdoor drinks are going to start hitting we might be a little early you know i might have just enjoyed a really nice day outside and and you know i'm parlaying that into everything's going to be beautiful out instead of the the rainy april we'll probably will have in new york city but right now it was a nice it was a real nice day out and and, and that just it just makes you feel like it's it's time to start drinking outside. I'm mean, gonna be completely honest. I think you just took your mulligan. Think, what do you mean? I think, I think you took a knee. I think I think you do did what I do all the time on a bearish and bullish when I don't have something, and yet you were so excited to take it to full swing. Because if this was me being like, oh summer's here, you would be like, dude, like you totally don't get what bearish and bullish is all about it's not supposed to be something that a lot of people have like a big opinion on like oh i just i can't believe you just went i uh, i can't believe you just went there i'll let you i'll let you finish this is actually the people's bullish because because john didn't have a bullish this week so he asked some some friends i'm already walking (laughs) back who who gave this to me um but it might be the guy that showed me eighth grade highlight tapes as well we're coming um, full circle right now yeah like, don't get me wrong i agree it's a great thing to be like bullish on but it just it just felt like such something that like i would have said when i was so unprepared so yeah. but we don't we don't disagree 
like let, right like eric yeah. i i personally don't disagree i might exactly i don't know if i would have been as harsh as you just calling <laughs> him out for that but but i do see where you're coming from uh yeah it's but i i, I agree I'm, I'd, I'd be happy to go you know crush some beers outside yeah i i i felt it a little bit as i was saying it even before i was saying it but like i just felt like i had to, that's that was that was the reason why i had to go first i you can we can go three laps around before my bearish needs to come up. I will not, no one has my bearish, <laughs> but I was afraid that the bullish was going to get, going to get eaten up real quick. So I wanted to make sure I got that out there. So, you know, oh, man. gotta love that. Eric, what do you got for your, for your bullish or bearish this week? Um, I don't know which one to start with. Let's go bullish, I guess. Cause we're in, we're in the swing of, I'm actually bringing it back a little full circle. I'm actually bullish on Brady and coming back. I kind of find that awesome and hilarious. But I also wasn't done watching Tom Brady play yet, so I'm, like, really excited that he's coming back. Yeah, that's a big shot to our era. I hear what you're saying. I, if, if that when that, if that ended, like, we were coming, like, August time and, like, he's not out there, it's, like, like world. Yeah, I mean, we it's are like all- just – since we've been watching football, like Tom Brady has been in the league. Yeah. We definitely have some, some age to us, but that's, that's okay. Um, I do want to give you just a quick, uh, this is a ricochet shot. I'm going to be honest. This is a ricochet shot. Cause you came at me, but Tom Brady, you don't think Tom Brady got enough airtime on today's podcast before already. So you had to bring it up again in bearish and bullish. Like you don't think we've covered that enough. Yeah. Well, you wanted to steal my segment. So. Those just listening, Eric. Uh, some people sending finger guns. <laughs> I, it's just you guys are just firing. I, I don't want to catch some. Some people here. are worried about people <laughs> stealing their bullishes, and some people will just get their bullish off just to get a bullish off. So, yeah, you know what? Well, I actually thought about mine for a bit, just to segue a bit, and I'm bullish. <laughs> I'm, I'm bullish <laughs> on Italians. And hear me out here. Okay, I, 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 I'm I'm just like a Jewish kid from Philly, so like I don't really have like a lot of experience with Italians but have been watching the Sopranos for the last couple months and I know you guys are I guess Eric are you North Jersey guy also I know John yeah, is North Jersey okay so we're, you got two both yeah, North Jersey that. guys here and Quarter I time. gotta say oh my god I, I North Jersey Italians like I just have so much of appreciation for the culture like I I, I feel like I've been missing out in life like that I was not like made Italian like I just I feel like I, I feel there's a part of me that's like missing. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that like everyone's in the mafia, like that type situation. Like you gotta be as cool as that, but just like no, you're... the language, the food, the culture, like I'm, I'm missing out. Like, like Tony Soprano eats pasta every night. No fucking like legit every night. What? No fucking ZD now. The I'm talking about. Yeah. Now I, I, appreciate you you uh, accepting my culture like that um i am not very italian but i resonate with my italian heritage more than more than anything else because i'm 26 and already i'm thinking about stopping drinking so it can't be the irish that i'm i'm, I'm uh leaning into uh but yeah i love well italians are big vino drinkers i guess that's where you get it from right there's no uh i'm very jealous zach that we did not get to work together during your Sopranos phase, because I think that that would just be it just the, the daily, just like back and forth of you enjoying your Italian phase. Cause I, that's, that's one that I think that's I like one the words, the language. I love the side words. Like, yeah. You know, like Maron getting me, you know, like I just yeah. like, I, I start talking like that, like just randomly now it's like, and we just finished, just finished the fifth season. So we're like into the final ish season. I know it's like a longer season or whatever, but like right. such a good show. Where was I? Like what, what took me so long is like what I'm thinking about. Yeah, that's fair. That just, is a great show. I, nothing's yeah, better when you get a group of them together too and then they just get loud and they're all so much fucking fun yeah i um i do think that that would be great because you just you have some you have just this aura about you uh when when you find something that you like and you just you just hammer it home um and uh i would say additionally like i think italian is one of the only uh okay let's call them ethnicities to 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 pick up and no one really bats an eye about like if you just pick up a little bit of italian in your speech 
like no one's going to bat an eye at, at you. So I, I think that, you know, it, it's a safe one to pick up too. So like you, you, you don't have to worry about, you know, like is someone going to take this the wrong way if I, if I throw a full Yadel or if I throw, throw the, like some, <laughs> some gabagool into my vocabulary, like no one's going to be yeah. upset with you. So, you know, it's all, all around a fun time. That's yeah. fair. I need to I need to find this video now. And I wish I could show it on the pod, but I need to send it to the group after this is uh, over. Because I know Zach will love this. The last time I was with a big group, what? Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy that goes, uh, hey, hey, hey. And like that, oh, no, yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> just like pit, per- perfect description of North Jersey Italians. Yeah. We're down at DJ's in the bathroom the night before a uh, the European Championship. And I was just blacked out in the bathroom, screaming for Italy, just knowing exactly how to get the crowd going. And there's just yeah. like a 10 second clip of everybody in the bathroom screaming and banging on the walls. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> and they're like, we're winning it tomorrow. Half the kids in there were like, we don't care about soccer. And then at the end of it, everybody's like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them haven't le- left the tri-state area, but they're all still, they're all still homers from, uh, from uh, Sicily. You know most of the people down the shore are really just from North Jersey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I like I like that one, Zach. I, I appreciate appreciate that that uh, that bear that bullish. Yeah. Um, does anyone want to go with their bearish? Because I I want to make sure that I am right here and that you guys all have your options before I come back with my very niche, I very have, niche I, bearish. I do have a pretty good bearish. I really hope that it is yours, by the way, too. <laughs> um. I'm bearish on, well, I guess I was going to say the Barclays Center. I guess it's more New York City. But I went on maybe a 20-minute rant as I was walking around the Barclays Center about how pissed off I am that I didn't have to show my Vax card and I don't have to wear a mask, but Kyrie Irving can't go walk out on the court and play basketball. Yeah. So I'm pretty bearish, I guess, maybe on the New York City mandate, but also the Barclays Center. Barclays Center also stole my vape. What's the I update it, on the... I put it in my wallet and they were like, what is this? And I was like... Uh, vape and they were like you can't bring this in i was like well it's not a weapon the lady was like that's not funny and i was like i wasn't trying to be funny like can i just please that, that's a fact <laughs> and then i went and took it and i was gonna throw it out and she said no and put it under the counter and i was like she's just yeah. gonna take it it's yeah. ridiculous so okay. yeah new right. york city and barclay center for stealing my What's- shit what is the mandate now? Because I have had sometimes where I haven't had to show my vax card. Sometimes I have. Are you saying that it's just? I don't know what it is, now? but I know that you can now get into, at the very least, the Barclays Center without a vax card. But Which is real. Play. That's crazy. Yeah. That must be like very new. When I went to a Ranger game, I think it was Rangers uh, Blues. I think it was like two weeks ago. Like I still had to show. Yeah, I think maybe it's super recent. Yeah, honestly, I think it's literally within like the last week. <clears throat> yeah, I think that was one of the first events that you didn't have to. I could be wrong, but I know that like it was like a huge because people were going nuts about it. Um, all right, Zach, go ahead, hit me with your your bearish. All right, I, I'm just bearish on my ability to be a sports gambler. I mean, January eighth, I think, was the date that in New York. Um, you know, they had, you know, a lot of sports gambling, uh, or at least mobile sports gambling. And before it was like when I was going on Sunday, you know, to my in-laws on Sunday and, um, you know, going into Jersey, going into North Jersey, and then I would, you know, gamble there. But like now it's like at, at your fingertips. And like at first, like you're on a roll and like they had all these promos at first, like DraftKings, FanDuel, like Caesars, like the whole Caesars thing was a huge, huge boon. Like, you know, they had, I don't know if you saw what their promo was. But like they would match your deposit up to 3K. So what people were doing was they would bet each side um, of a bet, right? And they put, I guess, 1500 down or whatever it was down on e- on one other side of the bet. Like you would do it and I would do it. And then whoever won, we'd split the uh, the, uh, the the to- the totals because we put it all down on that and they, you know, match your first bet. So you'd get a free 3K. So I don't wow. know if you really figured that out, but yeah. um, damn. That's how you. That's how you started with it, and then they're sending out all these promos. Like, if the Knicks, the more people that bet on the Knicks to cover the spread, will decrease it like a point. So it ended up being like, hey, will the Knicks cover a forty-eight point spread against the against the Spurs or something like that? Free fifty bucks there, and you know, like you're picking up momentum, you're getting going, and you're hitting the hitting the freebies, hitting the easy ones, and 
you just hit a wall, you know, and you're like, how the fuck does Vegas do it? Like last night, Sixers Nuggets over under 214. Getting down, the Sixers are down, uh, down three. They're down three. Put, try to put up a tying three, no good. They get try to get a layup, no good. And we're at we're, we're stuck at 213. All we need is one bucket for the over. One fucking bucket. One bucket. That's all we needed for the over. In the end, it, they miss the shot. Jokic gets the rebound. You think that he, and then he gets fouled. And you're like, oh, we got this. We got this. He's fouled with 1.2 seconds to go. He's going to hit these foul shots. Jokic, 80% foul shooter, hits the first to 214, misses the second, game over. How do they do it? Like, <laughs> how does Vegas do it? Tell me how they do it. I'm bearish on my ability to keep this going. And the other thing is I come to Jersey on Sundays, you know, to, you know, get a break, you know, hang out with the in-laws and what do they have in Jersey that they don't have in New York online casino, yeah. live blackjack. That is an absolute, an absolute disaster. I don't even want to talk about that. Whenever I cross the GW back into New York, I feel like I'm safe. <laughs> it's like I feel like I ran. I'm like running away from like from like a, a serial killer or something. And like I, I cross that bridge and I feel like I'm, I'm back in the safety zone because those tables are. It's like, oh, dude, it's so dangerous. It, it's so 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 dangerous. So dangerous. That's and what I always. That's what I always say too. Like about like the table games, like the online casino. I'm like, dude, it's literally just like a video like popping up. Like it knows exactly what I just put down. Who is regulating this shit to say that, like, all right, I bet red five times in a row, and it just went black five times in a row. Come on. This can't be a coincidence. I mean, if, <laughs> what do you mean? It's like, it's like, oh, my God, I know you. You're that dealer. I'm out. No way. Not you. <laughs> oh, I'd usually just do. I've only ever done roulette and, like, the, like, virtualized. Yeah, it, it is. I guess if it's a live dealer, that makes sense. No, I, I had a friend that did that in college. Uh, like just figured out how to get like access to one and he was like one day he was like yeah i'm up six hundred dollars and i was like okay then get out and he was like yeah that's not how it works and then the next day i saw him he's like yeah i'm down four hundred dollars <laughs> and i was like do the math <laughs> i was like no, how, I do worked, we, how do we do that i worked with someone who like uh told me they were going on their break and they were gonna go play blackjack in their car and i was like oh that's probably a bad idea it was literally like payday. And the kid was like, yeah, I just lost this week's paycheck and last week's. And I was like, dude, we don't make enough to, to be doing that. Right. I know, I know I've brought up like some serious aspects on this show, but like if you are, if, the, if whoever's out there and is like addicted to gambling and like needs help, like get yourself help, man. Yeah, like it, it, like on, on a serious note, like. Yeah. Look at this. We got a we've got a father in the house making sure that to to make things real for everyone. It's it's funny, like because I I was like tone the line on mental health. Now I'm into like gambling. I just I'm I'm worried about the liability aspects of these things. So I just want to <laughs> I want to lay it all out there. Um, pro mental health, uh, pro getting help for gambling addiction if you need it. Yeah, you know, you're right. Because <clears throat> uh, what's it called? Um, probably should have been a bozo of the week, Calvin Ridley. I don't have a pro- I don't have a gambling problem. I, I mean, would say that Goodell would be the bozo then. I mean, I just I feel bad for him that he got absolutely hosed like that. Oh I mean, well, no, not on that. But he knew himself he wasn't supposed to be gambling. So my whole thing is just the fact that he was like, "Yeah, I don't have a gambling problem." But then people were coming at him like, "Yeah, I mean, you put a fifteen thousand dollar bet down, or not even fifteen hundred dollar bet down, and lost eleven million. I don't know who your bookie is, <laughs> but I don't ever want to deal with that guy." Yeah. So. Um. All right, so my bearish is <laughs> candles. I am bearish on candles, and I know this is going to surprise a lot of us. All candles, uh, like scented, regular. All candles, and you know why? Carcinogens. Apparently, candles are bad for reproduction. They're bad for... <laughs> Is dying over there trying to drink water. <laughs> I, think we lost Eric. I think we lost Eric on the candles. He's, lo- he's loosening. You made me spit out my water. I fucking love candles. Yeah. Uh, apparently, candles are carcinogenic. And I my only basis for this is one TikTok video, but I'm not going to uh, do the additional research to figure this out. But basically, yeah, you sound yeah. like my mother. 
if you burn candles you're like just ingesting all that shit that gets burned off there and there's no like there's no fda that like approves what goes into the candle so you can like literally put anything in wax and just and just let it rip and i you could be sniffing i mean i'm saying that with with like candle one empty here and candle two empty here like it's not like i i learned this today like i i, I am in deep and, and now just realizing that i've been just just sitting i know I, I like the way my candles the way i in, i work with candles is it's like sitting in front of me so like i'm just straight sniffing well like, yeah you know, i those, think you're like, definitely not supposed to be doing that regardless this oh, i didn't know dude i didn't know but well no yeah that that you should have known that should have been like a simple like yeah john don't sit in front of the candle and huff it like you, you shouldn't huff anything but scratch and sniffs besides the point i do still think you need to do a little more research on that i think we all need to do a little more research because candles are pretty prevalent in all of our lives it's not just me that this this has to happen to well it is funny though i went to a candle making class and completely different than what i thought i thought it was gonna be like dipping candles making like little candlesticks literally just like brought it was it was actually kind of cool they like how do you make your own scent yeah but the lady specifically was like oh there's like no harmful like anything in like the candle and like i remember she said that like a couple times not even to me to like the person next to me and i was like thinking to myself like the fuck do they normally put in candles (laughs) zach I guess I, mean, I, I, I got nothing on the candles. I'm a, I'm, I do use scented candles as well. I guess I just won't like breathe them, like, or keep them get, a little bit further away. Get them away from your kids. Get them away from your kids. Just like happy that like you actually. Yeah, I think had, just like, that's, that, that's just from a fire hazard perspective. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were just going to come in here and be like, candles are stupid. And here's why. No, I, I love candles. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a, that's pretty, it's pretty upsetting. Yeah. I have like a hundred candles around my house, but like they're usually never lit because my mom thinks like the house is going to burn down. So I guess give her another reason to not light them now. So thank you, John. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are coming to a close here uh, on the the quad bunk podcast episode four or six or something of of 2022. But I I, I just wanted to, you know, leave us with like a little bit of a, uh, the fact that candles are bad for us apparently. And I don't think anyone's going to change anything about themselves as a result of me saying that. Um, I also little impact. I, <laughs> we have very little impact on the world. Um, yeah, imagine big candle is like going to try to stifle us. Uh, big candle has no worries about the Quad Bunk podcast. What the hell do you think you're doing here? Um, you're going up against Hallmark. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> um, we just started a war. We did not want to get ourselves into. Only other thing I wanted to bring up today is uh, open mic nights. So being bullish on some of them, bearish on others. I'll give you a quick comedy update. I hate bad open mics. And I enjoy I, I enjoy the validation of getting people to laugh at me. It, it's, it's quite more enjoyable to, to see people in front of you laugh uh, than like just having people in the podcast like send you a text afterwards saying like, Oh, that that part was funny. Like, yeah, okay. That's all I have. No, I think that's. I think I think that makes sense. Um, I feel like if you're going going on like an open mic night or something like that, like you don't want to be like the first one up there. Like you want to feel out the crowd, right? Like you're like if the first two are are like going up there, you crowd sucks. Like you're definitely not going up there, right? Uh, you go up anyway. You know, five five minutes, five minutes, and you usually pay in advance, right? So you can't like know, uh, you know. And um, we had a four o'clock on Sunday show where I just, the first guy went up there and he was like, I'm a, I'm not even a comedian. I'm like a, an assistant to the production company that puts, that books these things. Uh, So I'm just going to suck eggs for five minutes. And afterwards we'll have two, one comedian and then John, you're up. So like I was second up after a guy that just sucked any air out of a 10 person room that there was. Um, and that was the one that my girlfriend decided to come to. So like, <laughs> I got no laughs for five straight minutes. And I tell you, that is, that is not a fun experience. And you it's got, also like you went, you went over. I, I went, I went like, if you want to define a success as like a, huh, I got a couple of, huh, but I did not get any, <laughs> there was no belly use in any laughs that I got. So a little foul tips, but you got the golden sombrero. Yeah. For sure. 
And my girlfriend. I don't know the other one. The one you sent me, you had the crowd going. Yeah. Nah, no, send that a, around. Share the love. I'll, I'll I'll take a look. Yeah, it's just it was the same set, Eric. I just keep repeating the same set to different people to try to get it more efficient. Um, but well, it sounds like you got to know your crowd. Well, it's, it's crazy that my girlfriend like was in the crowd. Those people weren't funny in the crowd. They just weren't having a good time. Don't worry, honey. We're not talking about the fact that I didn't get a I didn't get a couple woos from from the uh, the hometown crowd. I had, I had, I brought a plus one. <laughs> I didn't get any. You should have, you should have brought everyone a drink first. That's how, that, like, you gotta, you know. Yeah. Four o'clock on a Sunday, nobody was drinking. Everyone was having teas. I guess it's just not the, not the area for comedy. But 6 yeah. p.m. show is a lot of fun. So looking forward to doing more of those in the future. But, um, go, John. It is closing time here at the Quad Bunk Podcast. Uh, want to say thank you so much, Zach, for coming on for a third time. Your t shirt. Your Quad Bunk Podcast T-shirt is earmarked for you. Whenever you just send us your your size, uh, we'll get we'll get one over to you. Whenever we do put these out, uh, we haven't even talked about doing that, but you know, whenever it does happen, you'll get one uh, on for the price of on the house, uh, as they say in in the Sopranos. That might not be in the budget. Not <laughs> in the budget. Um, Zach, any closing remarks before we close out today's today's session? No, always always good to catch up. Uh, Good, good to hear you guys still going at it and keep plugging. We're good. You're going to make it big. I got no doubt. Eric. We definitely appreciate that. We appreciate you for coming back. It's always a good time having you on. So I think happy to say uh, we have our first official uh, recurring guest. So yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the, the three timers club, like the five timers of SNL. You're the, you're in the officially in the three timers club, Zach. So I think I'm the only one exclusive. Yeah. It's an exclusive club right now. So, you know, Congratulations. Um, But everyone, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, take care.